You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two next door neighbors who love a good chat and a good cocktail. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Uh, So before we get to our cocktail tonight, we need to tell our listeners about something really exciting that's going to happen on the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm really excited. Me too. (laughs) I'm grinning. Uh, So in July, we are going to be having our very first Girl Next Door book club. And all of you, dear listeners, are invited. Yes. (laughs) So here's how it will work. On the episode that will air on July 9th, we will be devoting the entire episode to discussing two books. Delancey by Molly Weisenberg, which is a memoir um, based on her opening a restaurant with her husband and kind of their their story throughout that year. And then the other one we'll be reading is Wild by Cheryl Strayed. And that's the story of a young woman finding herself while hiking on the Pacific Crest Trail. And don't worry, we'll still be enjoying a cocktail. We'll mix up something inspired by one of the books. So Kelsey and I are both in the same book club, mm-hmm. as we've mentioned, but one book club is just not enough for us. No. No. (laughs) Plus we know that our listeners are well-read, well-read girls and girls and guys. I can't even say that. Can I, can I tell you why? (laughs) Okay. I need to tell you why I fumbled that part. Okay. Why? Because, because you wrote the word gals and I can't bring myself to say that (laughs) word. I had no idea, but now I'm going to write that into our outlines a lot. Because I really like that. It throws me off. Gals. It throws me off. And I think it's because of my accent, too. Like, that word does not sound cute coming out of my mouth. Okay. Like, so, you're from Texas. You can say gals. Right, I cannot. Right. Okay. So, let's try that again. Lady, we know that, Ladies and gents. Yes. We know that all of you ladies and gents love to read. Um, so, we just thought it would be fun to have an occasional book club meeting. Yeah. So, if you haven't read Delancey or Wild, you have plenty of time to request them from the library or buy a copy. Um, as you read, please let us know what you think about the books or questions that you have by emailing us or getting in touch through Twitter. We'll be sharing comments and questions from listeners on the show. So we'd love to hear from you ahead of time. Yes. All right. Now let's dig into this beautiful cocktail that's in front of us. What did you make for us? Okay. So I made what I'm going to call a quick white wine sangria. Okay. I found it's based off of a recipe that I found on Oprah.com. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Oprah would really approve of this recipe Uh modification. (laughs) Um, I usually you would mix up a whole bottle of wine um, and then the recipe called for um, some club soda as well and lots of fruit. I just wanted to mix up two individual servings. Um, I didn't think we could drink a whole pitcher of sangria. Yeah, <laughs> that probably wouldn't be smart on a weeknight. <laughs> so I chopped up some fruit. Um, there's lemon, oranges, and peaches in here. I um, love that. Chopped that up into some wine glasses and then poured in probably about a cup of white wine and let that sit just from the time that I got home and did this after work until um, a few hours later mm-hmm. and then topped it off with about a quarter cup of sparkling water. It looks really pretty. Sparkle. I like that combination of fruit in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, let's give this yeah. a try. All right. Cheers. cheers. Mm. Mm. I really like fruity. a white wine sangria. I do too. It's very refreshing. I do too. It's perfect. That's really good. Perfect for the summer. And um, really, it's just a nice way to kind of take a glass of white wine up a notch. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. So the start of summer, 
is kind of my anniversary of quitting my teaching job yeah. two years ago. Already two years. It's two years. Wow. This, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and so it just got me kind of thinking about the topic of quitting a job. And yeah. it just can be so hard to know if that's the right thing to do. It really, it really can. I, I have in my short professional career mm -hmm. already had the experience of quitting two jobs. <laughs> Such fun. Uh, I know. I was fortunate enough that each time I was able to get a new job before I left my other one. Mm -hmm. So I was able to kind of improve my job situation each time. But it was it was really hard up until the time that I, you know, practically got the job offer to know if I was doing the right thing because mm -hmm. I felt unhappy at my jobs, but I kept thinking, oh, it's my attitude. I need to be more positive. I need to right. try to work harder, be more engaged in my job. And so it's it's just really hard to know if I it think is so time too. to look for another job. Yeah. So what were the circumstances that led you to quit your jobs? Oh, well, so I work at a university now mm -hmm. as a science writer. Previously, my both of my previous two jobs were in were for uh, environmental consulting firms. So it just wasn't the right line of work for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I have an environmental background, so it seemed like it should be a good fit, but I'm not sure if it was the timing, if it was the economy or what it was, but I wasn't super busy. I didn't feel challenged. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel really engaged in the work. It was all very, it has to be done this way. Right. If I ever had an idea like, why can't we do things this way? Nope. We just have to do it. We just have to do it this way. So not a lot of creative freedom no, in that kind exactly. of... No, exactly. And in consulting, I also had to bill all of my hours. So mm -hmm. I had to account for each hour of my day. And this just does not put you in a good mental right. place. Right. Where you feel like someone's watching you and accounting for every totally. single hour. So that was kind of the situation um, at both of my jobs, it was just, it was just really stressful. So, um, yeah, just, I think eventually I just started after a year and a half, I think at each job I started just kind of looking around for other things and mm -hmm. just really kind of randomly came across the two opportunities that I ended up being able to take. So that's cool. Yeah. What, what about you? I love to hear more about kind of, I don't know if I've even <laughs> yeah, ever gotten I, the full debrief. I just, decided to quit my whole career. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't looking for another teaching job. So I quit my first teaching job in Wisconsin, which I loved actually, which was my dream job and actually made it really hard to leave. Um, I taught kindergarten English language learners and they were just the best. Mm -hmm. uh, but then come to find out right after that, the program was changing and what I had was not going to be there anymore. They wow. were changing how they did services for those kids. So anyways, that worked out for the best. But we just wanted to move to Arizona and we wanted mm -hmm. a, a change. And so I took a job out here. Um, and that one was hard because it really wasn't about the job. There wasn't anything negative there that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. I loved my principal. I loved my school. And mm -hmm. so that one was, was kind of challenging hard and hard yeah. to know, like, does this, does this wanting an experience trump this job right. that I like? Like, it's should so, the job so be It's so hard the, to know yeah. how much regret am I going to have? Like, yeah. that's the fear. And I think there's this balance all the time of how much you want the job to be your life. Yeah. Like, okay, where does just something else I want to do step mm -hmm. in? And that's really what happened with the second job. So I, I always taught at the same school since I moved out here, a couple different positions, but mm -hmm. um, I just was feeling burned out. I was frustrated mm -hmm. with the way education was going. Mm -hmm. I wanted to start a family and felt like, I didn't know how I would do those things simultaneously mm -hmm. and 
felt like I was giving so much to other people's families and Mm -hmm. at the expense of mine, even my own little family of husband and dogs. Like I just came home with nothing left. What were your days like? I mean, I know teachers just can put in such long hours. Mm -hmm. Like what was like a typical week for you like? I mean, I, I would get to school around seven, usually seven 30. And then it, I mean, there was days I would stay till seven, seven 30 if mm-hmm. I could, or and I would bring stuff home. But the hard part about teaching and something that I would need to get really better at if I went back, mm-hmm. which I do think some of my colleagues were a lot better at is time management and knowing how to use those little snippets of time you have during the day. Cause yeah. you can't plan, you can't grade whatever. When you have little ones, mm-hmm. you're totally engaged with them. So I think that I had a hard time where I needed to like decompress a little bit during yeah. those like 15 right. minutes I would get. Mm-hmm. And I had a hard time running around getting other tasks done. And mm-hmm. so I would just rather push right. it to the end of the day and stay late or come in early. And gotcha. so that was part of it. Part of that is my own fault, but, no, um, but still that's exhausting. Yeah. And then I just felt like I really, I had started the blog when we moved out here and yeah. I felt like it was, I really liked doing it and I really could see myself writing would is my other dream. Mm -hmm. Like I always wanted to be a teacher, but I always wanted to write too. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't leave me any creative energy left at the end of the day. So it was kind of one of those things too, where I was like, all right, maybe I need to just dedicate some time for that. So I don't end up with regrets. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of how that went. Yeah. So how, I mean, did you start thinking about it like at the beginning of that school year or was it at Christmas break or, you know, like how long did you think Mm -hmm. about it before you really came to the decision? Well, it was a really tough school year for some other Mm -hmm. reasons going on in the school that didn't even have anything to do with me, but really affected kind of the Uh whole climate of the school, some scandal and whatnot. (gasps) Um, so I was like October, I'm like, I can't do this. I (laughs) need to at least switch schools. Uh And then I think when I opened my mind to maybe switching schools, I started thinking a little further down the road, like, okay, maybe if, maybe I need to make a change altogether. Cause Mm -hmm. I've been saying for a long time, I'm just really tired and, um, I still love teaching. And so that was really hard. It's a very emotionally invested career. So Mm -hmm it was very hard for me to think of not doing that. And I bawled like a baby my last day and you know, it was very hard, but that's kind of what got me thinking about Mm -hmm. that. So gotcha. Okay. How did you know it was time for you to quit? Cause you were looking for, I was just quitting to pursue something completely different and you were looking for other jobs. So how do you know, like, yes, this job is worth it to quit this other one. It is, it is really tough because like I mentioned, it's probably like this for a lot of people you, I mean, I put so much blame on myself, Mm -hmm. you know, it must be me. Right. But, um, yeah, I think just over, you know, over time, as I continued to not enjoy my job, as I continued to not feel challenged or Mm -hmm. to be given additional responsibility, even when I asked for it, it just kind of became, you know, okay, I should at least start, exploring what else mm-hmm. might be out there. Mm-hmm. So um, just kind of like that. But actually what I was thinking about this, um, based on just my experience, I have come up with four. Oh, you have <laughs> four ways. You Erica, have bullet points. I know. <laughs> to know if it's time to look for another job. Ooh, do, do tell. I like this. This <laughs> okay. is like the self-help section yeah, of the podcast. Exactly. Okay. Here's what I've got. One, you're sick of hearing yourself complain about your job. Yeah. You've exhausted even yourself <laughs> yes, with that. Exactly. Uh-huh. 
like every morning and every evening when we would walk our dog, I would, you know, be decompressing, just telling Chris. And I just got to a point where I was saying out loud to him, I'm sick of talking about my job and how much I don't like it. Because it definitely is much more than just the 40 or 50 hours that you're spending at the office. If it is bleeding over into your personal life Mm -hmm. in very negative ways. Mm -hmm. Okay. Red flag number one. Okay. I like that. I (laughs) agree. Number two. On most days, you don't look forward to going to work. Mm-hmm. We're all going to have those days that are tough. But if it's day after day, week yeah. after week, if Sunday nights you get really anxious. Yeah, like you spend too much of your time there to be feeling like that every day. Exactly. If mm-hmm. it's just not a happy place at all. Mm-hmm. Um, three, there's no one at work you would consider a friend. Oh, that's a tough one too. It's, yeah. At my first job, it was a very small, it was a big company, but it was a very small office here. Mm-hmm. There was only... I think about six people and I was the, I was the youngest at first. We eventually hired someone else that was kind of close to my age, but I was the youngest by 15 years. Oh, wow. So it was hard to make those kind of connections. (laughs) Yeah, no one was at the same stage of life I was. And even just beyond that, I just didn't click with anyone. Yeah. Like there was no one there that I would want to go just have coffee or lunch with, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so that just doesn't make for good. That does make it hard. At my second job, I definitely had friends at the office. It was, um... I liked my colleagues a lot, but it was just kind of such a stressful, negative atmosphere. Mm -hmm. It made it hard to feel like having friendships. Right. (laughs) Right. Like it's not where you wanted to invest. Yes. Kind of. Exactly. So, okay. uh, My, my fourth one, this is, this is very important. And I feel like I should have recognized this as a red flag in the past month or, you know, like span of time, Mm -hmm. you have Googled the phrase, should I quit my job? (laughs) That is awesome. If the website doesn't already exist, (laughs) shouldIquitMyJob.com, I just want to be like, yes. I love it. Can we create that? I think we should. (laughs) Let's go to GoDaddy right now. Can we do that along with, have I mentioned my other one I want for writers called (laughs) whyisthiscrap.com, where you just put up your work that you can't even. Yes. It could be a subsidiary. Yes. I love that. I love those four points. I would agree with those wholeheartedly. Okay, good. I feel like for me, my my kind of breaking point and light bulb moment was um, they had hired a new principal for my school mm-hmm. and I had kind of told myself, cause I did have really good friends who are still dear friends yeah. that I worked with. And um, one of them was going to be coming to our team. And so I had kind of told myself, no, stick it out one more year. I can do this. You know, this is your career. This is what you love doing. It right. just, it was just this year. And I had told myself I didn't want to make a decision based on that year. Cause it had been so tough. Yeah. But um, I found myself after the principal got hired and I still was just not thrilled with the decision and how, like, I didn't see it getting much better. Yeah. Um, and I was making macaroni and cheese, craft uh-huh. macaroni and cheese for probably like the third time that week because <laughs> uh-huh. I had no time to cook or do right. anything else that I loved. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Ladd was asking me how the meeting went where they hired her and mm-hmm. I just started bawling. And I was like, nothing's going to get any better. And I was like, felt completely trapped. And I'm like, if I am crying into my craft macaroni and cheese, it's not okay. (laughs) It's not a good situation. And finally he said to me, yeah, and I kept, I kept saying, because to me it was kind of tied up with this, okay, my next phase of life is going to be, be a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't getting pregnant and that Mm -hmm. wasn't happening. So Mm -hmm. I didn't have my excuse that I thought Mm -hmm. I should have to stay at home and write. Uh And he just looked at me really calmly because I think he was a little frightened that I was crying (laughs) into my Kraft Mac Uh and cheese. And he just said, you don't need an excuse. And it was like permission. I mean, and then I cried harder, of course, but I will never forget that because it was so, I mean, I feel incredibly 
lucky and blessed that he so like much support yeah and yeah and, and i think you do get that sense like you get so much guilt yeah. like this is what i went to school for this is i've invested so much like this is so irresponsible mm-hmm. of me mm-hmm. and for him to say that plus it it took this weight off of like mm-hmm. i can pursue this whether or not i'm a mom yet mm-hmm. like it's okay yeah exactly. you know so that was a big thing for exactly. me so what made you um you kind of said what made you take that leap. How did it feel afterwards? Because these are big oh, yeah. steps. And I think some people stay in jobs that they hate for 20 mm-hmm. plus years, especially mm-hmm. the generation before ours. Yeah. So how did it feel to take that step? It was awesome. I agree. I'm like, <laughs> I, can I just write capital awesome? Capital awesome. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think that by the time I was interviewing and getting the jobs, I, I think because when I got interviews for the new jobs, there was just this veil that was lifted and I had suddenly thinking about, oh my gosh, opportunity or there could actually be a job I could enjoy. You Mm -hmm. know, I just started imagining all those things and, um, it just, it was very clear. I Mm -hmm. mean, for me, I was going into another job. And so there's that the same kind of security, you right, know, not right. in the way that it's like, okay, I'm venturing off on my own. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of a different situation, but mm-hmm. in both, it was just, just night and day with the second job ended up being a job. I ended up not loving. So that did wear off after a little bit, but it, mm-hmm. it still was better than my first job. Right. And then with the job that I have now, it is just, it's just, it changed my life. Mm-hmm. It really did. I mean, I'm so much happier. I, enjoy my job. I love my colleagues. Um, it's just, yeah. And, and like I said, I mean, your work life affects your personal life so much. Totally. And so I could Mm -hmm. be happier in my time, not at work. Right. (laughs) Right. It's not just like, Oh, I can survive anything Mm -hmm. for eight hours or whatever. Exactly. It's it's your whole life. And I think then I realized how much it had been affecting the rest of my life. Isn't that funny? Mm -hmm. You're like, wow, Mm -hmm. this was, uh, this was something I carried around with me all the time because I would just, um, it was really funny. I would catch myself just kind of, I had this, um, like just when I was driving or something, I would just start thinking about, wow, I wish I could have another job. And I was like, wait, but I do. But that was just kind of like my default thinking pattern that I had developed. Right, like negative rut that you were kind of in. Exactly. So it was just so, um, I just felt like this just great weight had been lifted. Yeah. I think that's that's interesting that you say that you don't even realize how bad it is Mm because you at the time you're like, well, I just have to put one foot in front of the other and go, right? Like I can't just quit in the middle of the year. I can't quit without another job. Mm -hmm. And so I too, like as soon as I told them that I wouldn't be back the following year, Mm -hmm. I developed this like horrible migraine slash neck issue and like couldn't move my neck for like three days and had to take off. And I finally decided to go to the chiropractor. Mm -hmm. I'd never been to one. And she is just very wellness minded in general. Mm-hmm. So she was talking to me in my initial visit and asking me all these things that were like stress related. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you have this? Do you have this? Do you? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'm like, yes. And I, again, bawling in uh-huh. the in the office because I'm like, this is not okay. Right. Like I didn't even realize that I was carrying all yeah, this. Yeah. Like how unhealthy it had made me mm-hmm. and how I don't sleep enough and mm-hmm. I don't, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I shouldn't have all these migraines and stomach mm-hmm. issues and all of these things. And it is amazing. Literally, since I quit my job, part of it, because I don't have little creatures breathing on me because mm-hmm. children <laughs> share their <laughs> right. germs yes, so willingly. But I literally have been like sick, sick, maybe once mm-hmm. since I quit my job mm-hmm. where I had to use up pretty much all my sick days before mm-hmm. and the stress plus the exposure. Like it's just 
it's crazy the mm-hmm. difference that it makes for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And it was scary. Like for me, it was totally um, like a piece of my identity yeah. gone. Like that yeah. was me as an adult was a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I could tell people that at dinner parties right. and they would what be do like, you do? oh, right. you're a teacher. It was always like a great uh-huh. um, reaction. And I had great stories. And- yeah. And then it became, oh, I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, oh, well, what are you writing? What does that mean? And for the first year, I was just writing my blog. Right. Like there was no book or anything. And mm-hmm. so I just felt this need to like, I think our Qualify culture is it. so, yeah, like so job obsessed. Like the first question is, what do you do? Who are you? What do you do? Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I had to like mm-hmm. show something for myself. So that was really kind of a hard adjustment. It was mm-hmm. like the get what you ask for yeah. type of thing. But then, yeah, just relief and realizing how much yes. healthier and happier I could be. Yeah. So when I see other friends unhappy in their work situations and then they get a job that Mm -hmm. they enjoy, I just, oh, I just feel so much happiness because I just sort of like feel that renewed. I know what it feels like to be able to get yourself out of a work situation that you're not happy in. And oh, I just feel so good for them. And I think we forget when we're in those situations that we have a choice. Mm -hmm. Like, really you do and I know it's not easy to look for another job or it's right it can be scary but like you just have it's just not worth being miserable yeah all the time yeah you just take a risk you have to prioritize it I mean if you have googled should I quit my job (laughs) exactly take that time that you spent googling update your resume just look out that for other awesome. jobs if you google it now you might find Kelsey's four points <laughs> to why you should quit your job. I know <laughs> so okay so while you were working yes I was a teacher so I have quite the stash but do you have any just like funny stories <laughs> from your other job from your past jobs oh okay I actually do have a funny story I hope I can tell it well and it actually is related to quitting my job so it, oh fabulous <laughs> I know okay so this happened at my first job that I had. Mm-hmm. And so um, it actually happened. I had already accepted the next job offer. Okay. So I knew that I was going to quit my job, but I was about to leave for one week vacation to get married. Oh, goodness. So I already had that scheduled. And so my plan was go get married, take mm-hmm. my one week, and then come back and give my two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I knew I was going to be leaving my job and I was like all excited to get married right. and just focus on that and have this little break. Um, so it was the day before I was leaving for that vacation and um, my colleagues had a little, and I can't remember if I knew that, I think I had expected that they were going to have a little party for me or mm-hmm. something. Um, so, but I didn't know quite when it was coming that day. Well, my boss, he was a little bit Michael Scott-esque. Oh, nice. <laughs> in terms of he wanted he wanted to make the office environment like fun and he wanted everyone like to like... Like he tried a little too hard. Yeah. Yeah. He just like, it was, it was cute, but it was just like there wasn't that office culture. And so, yeah, right. it would just kind of be... Right. So he was a huge fan of using... He could use the like the intercoms on our phone to like play music and stuff. <laughs> He would do that with like birthday songs. Uh-huh. So I'm sitting in my office and all of a sudden the wedding procession music <laughs> starts playing over all of the phone intercoms. And I'm like, oh man, my boss shows up at my office door and I have to hold his arm as he escorts me oh. down, down the hallway to my office wedding party. 
<laughs> that is the most awkward thing ever. It was so awkward. It wasn't like creepy at all. It was just so funny. I was just like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like That is awesome. So then I process into my office wedding party. <laughs> and you know they've like all bought me wedding presents oh <laughs> so, man and you're gonna leave yeah so I'm like oh man <laughs> you know it's like it was very nice of everyone but yeah then in my head I'm like yeah in in a week I'm telling you all that I'm quitting and the thank you card is gonna be so awkward that I have yeah to write. So yeah it was just a like very it's been nice knowing you and <laughs> thank you for the blender exactly <laughs> <laughs> so it was just such a, a funny awkward situation that is hilarious <laughs> i've never quite heard that escorting into like a work shower that's oh, that's classy i know he was it, a classy guy it really was so that is like an office story totally it's hilarious <laughs> well like many stories this this is not what made me quit because okay. it's just an occupational hazard okay. of the job but like many stories i have this one involved some poo <laughs> so those are my favorite kind yeah so th- okay so it was, I was teaching third grade at the time. And is this in Wisconsin? Or no, this Arizona? is here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Teaching third grade. And this story is in my book and I probably tell it better there because I had time to edit it, but <laughs> this I'll, I'll try my best. Yeah. Um, so we had this student, Tyler, who was just a trip. Like he was hilarious. He was kind of a brilliant little bookworm mm-hmm. and he was very, um, super smart, but very proper, like very okay. concerned with everybody following the rules okay. and just a character, mm-hmm. like one of my all time favorite kids. Uh-huh. So we were taking a bathroom break. So all the kids are kind of lined up and just, mm-hmm. you know, just like after recess on the way back to the classroom. And Tyler goes in the bathroom and he comes back out looking very urgent mm-hmm. and motions for me to bend down so he can whisper in my ear. And he whispers in my ear and he says, ah, ah. And it's kind of how he talked. Like he had this, he had to stall all the time. He's like, ah, Mrs. Ladd, there's a, I mean, I went into the stall and I noticed, uh, there's some uh, brown business <laughs> strewn about. <laughs> and I tried very hard not to lose it completely because of this proper description of the brown business. This is very proper. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, <laughs> that is a situation. I'm like, why don't you go to the office and tell Miss Amanda that there mm-hmm. is right. a problem and we need the janitor to mm-hmm. come to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. And so he scurries off down the hall and he's yelling down the hall to me and he says, oh, great. Then I can kill two birds with one stone because uh, she is a Dallas Cowboys fan and I have been meaning to tell her that I, too, am a Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> this so was, guy oh, he, is a multitasker. He appears in the book a couple of times because he was just so awesome. hilarious. But he really saw the silver lining in that brown he business. Really I mean, he I really just, did. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those those kind of things I miss. It oh. was never a dull day in no. teaching for oh my sure. Gosh, I'm sure not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I something that's cool to me is that I've kind of combined my two loves and written a book about teaching. Uh-huh. So now I work from home for myself and you work full time outside of the house. Uh-huh. So I thought we could talk about some of the pros and cons Ooh, of those yeah. two situations. Yeah. Um, so what do you see as the biggest advantages or disadvantages working full time away from home? Uh-huh. Let's see. Okay. I guess I'll give the cons first so we can end. I can end on a positive note. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. So my cons, um, commuting 
I have about a 35 minute commute. Mm -hmm. So, eh. although I will say some days Chris and I can carpool Mm -hmm. and that's kind of nice. Some days it's a pro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get to listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. and I also, because of my Prius, I get to drive in the HOV lane. Oh yeah. So I'm really never in traffic. So it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. I used to like the time too. I had about that long of a commute Mm -hmm. when I taught in Wisconsin and it was nice to like wake up for the morning yeah. before I had kids in my face yeah, and to kind of decompress after yeah. work. So it is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like have your morning coffee. So I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe that's kind of a pro con. Um, uh, okay. The other thing, just being away from the house, I will say sometimes I feel like I just don't have the time for like household chores, you know, yeah. the laundry, the cleaning up the dishes, the, you know, we aren't able to start dinner until, you know, 5.30 or so. So mm-hmm. that it feels like it has to be something really quick. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that's hard to not feel like I have the time to dedicate for those things. And then um, I have a pretty flexible work schedule. No one, like, keeps track of when I'm in the office and leaving the office as long as it's, you know, like... Within, reasonable you know, business yeah hours, within yeah. like an hour of eight and within an hour of five, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but... Um, I mean, I, at my previous jobs, it used to be very like, we are accounting for all your hours and that was very stressful. So I'm in a better situation now. And I, I do work from home on Friday. So that's kind of nice. That's really nice. Yeah. So my cons aren't, they're not too bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) What about you? What about cons working from home? Um, something that's hard is just self-motivating for me. Like there was, you know, I had kids that I had to go take care of at work and it was, I mean, I had to be there and be right. on because I had 30 little kids that exactly. were counting on me. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes I have a really hard time just like staying disciplined. And if you're a really disciplined, organized person, maybe that wouldn't be so bad. But for mm-hmm. me, that's been a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the same time, that like separating home and work life, because yeah. me and Jeremiah both work from home mm-hmm. and both for good and bad, like sometimes we should be doing work and we're talking about home stuff or doing right. home stuff. And mm-hmm. then other times we don't put work away because mm-hmm. there's no definitive end mm-hmm. to the day. So there's mm-hmm. always, it just is ongoing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just that staying focused, mm-hmm. that kind of thing yeah. is, is a con. Yeah, and just sometimes like I want to talk to another human. Yeah. Like I want to have right. a water cooler conversation, exactly. you know, exactly. so that's a little tricky, but blogging is nice that way too. Cause you can yeah. kind of be in touch with. Community. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the pros, I mean, <laughs> I work in my pajamas. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say about that. I get sleep. I get enough sleep. Uh-huh. Although once we have kids, I'm sure that will change. Cause I'll be getting up to get them you're, going. You're banking it now. Though, I totally so. <laughs> am like saving it up right now. So I wake up like around eight every day mm-hmm. and I work in my pajamas until mm-hmm. like noon when uh-huh. I go get in the shower, but there's nowhere I have to really be. Right. And I just really love that like open day with nothing, but yeah. what I need to fill it with. Yeah. Um, that kind of recharges me. And so like, I don't have a commute and, mm-hmm. and just that idea of working for myself is really gratifying. Mm-hmm. Like whatever I put in is directly impacting or, you know, negatively or positively mm-hmm. my own, yeah. success. So yeah. that's, an, it's a gratifying feeling. Yeah. Well, um, I actually like, as I started thinking about it, I did find, and I don't know if it's necessarily pros of working outside the house. I think it's more my current work situation, mm-hmm. but I, I do like my current job a lot. So, um, I definitely really love my interactions with my colleagues. Kind mm-hmm. of like you said, like just that water cooler conversation. Mm-hmm. I've, I've made a lot of friends at work and I enjoy talking with them both about work things and when I get to work on projects with them, but then we can also 
just you know talk about other stuff yeah too and like build those relationships mm-hmm. yeah and um I work for such a large organization and I've had the opportunity to meet people in a lot of different departments. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice. I, I feel like I have a pretty good work social life, you yeah, know, like yeah. I have enough people that it can kind of be like, Oh, this week is, you know, I don't have a lot going on. I should have lunch with someone mm-hmm. or have coffee with someone mm-hmm. or there's always like someone to, and there's a Starbucks that we can, a couple of coffee shops we can walk to from yeah. the office. So it's that just That really nice. makes a difference. Like when we first moved here mm-hmm. and I taught special ed, so I didn't have like my own team. Like mm-hmm. I just was helping oh, right. basically all the other teachers. Yeah. So I didn't have my own classroom of kids. And it was really hard to connect because mm-hmm. I wasn't naturally part of a team. And it just, as soon as I started getting to know people and making friends there, mm-hmm. it was like a night and day difference yeah. in terms of how I felt about yeah. going to work every day. Totally. Because you, you feel like a, the awkward girl at mm-hmm. like the sixth grade dance yeah. otherwise yeah. you know like i'm friendly i'm cool i promise I know, come talk right. to me <laughs> i want to go to lunch yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah you need your community just mm-hmm. i mean wherever you are so um Definitely. so what on a lighter note what mm-hmm. about quitting in general oh like are there just some habits <laughs> or hang-ups that you just are trying to quit or okay, need I to quit hear, i want to hear yours first <laughs> mine's not that exciting but i, I know I it's making too, my husband crazy so okay. i should stop it okay i don't know if i said this with the when we talked in the marriage episode okay. or not but i have an awful habit especially this time of year because mm-hmm. i drink so much water mm-hmm. of collecting glasses and water oh. bottles like on my nightstand oh. because i have to bring water we've, to bed with we've me we've got one of those in the house and it's not you <laughs> nope <laughs> i it's awful like have you ever seen the movie signs yes that's exactly what i was gonna <laughs> say like, you are ready for the alien invasion I'm totally ready like <laughs> They all have amoebas in them and I'm collecting them <laughs> on my, and it's really gross. Like there's just like stale water and like some dog hair floats Do in there. ever and... in the middle of the night, you accidentally grab the wrong one and like take a yes. stick of stale. Oh, that's disgusting. And I've it? knocked it over oh, yep, and like course. had to have a phone emergency of and course. put it in some rice. So I've tried to only bring now like water bottles or my Nalgene that can close yeah. up so I don't knock it over. Mm-hmm. That's what I tried to but do. But Mr. Ladd is is not going to be real patient with me much longer with the nightstand. It just drives him nuts because he'll be like, I'm starting the dishwasher. Do you have any glasses upstairs that you need to tell me about? I know you do. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm trying because it's not that hard. Like when I go downstairs in the morning, bring my glass back down with me. I know. Okay. What about What does he do? Or is he like a camel? He doesn't need to drink at night. No, he doesn't drink at night, and I think he's dehydrated what? all the time. Yeah, I bet he is. I mean, he also sleeps through the night and doesn't have to get up to go to the bathroom like I do. So that's <laughs> it's a kind of a catch twenty two. But <laughs> no, I don't think he drinks enough water, and mm. so that's why he doesn't understand the amoeba glasses. Right. Or what he'll do is he will get he'll have like one little juice glass mm-hmm. that he keeps filling from the fridge and just sipping all day, like right there in front of the fridge, and then putting it down. I'm no. like, that's not enough water. Like he doesn't bring his water around with him. Yeah. No, hmm. we live in the desert, friend. You might need to get him like a camelback that he can yeah. wear all day. I and mean, he has a Nalgene that he keeps in the fridge too. But again, he just goes to the fridge. To the fridge. It's and not takes with a him sip. all the time? No. I'm also concerned about his hydration. <laughs> Thank you. Should we have an intervention? Like I won't leave the house without water. I yeah. won't. I always have to have water yeah. with me. Yes. Oh, man. So maybe if he was actually properly hydrated, he would have a stack mm-hmm. of water bottles okay, too. Okay, so. So that's my habit that I'm trying to okay. quit because it's really not that hard to quit and I just need to stop doing that okay all right how about you <laughs> okay um so what I thought of is uh picking my cuticles mm. mm-hmm. on my fingers this is a really bad habit that I've just had for a really really long time it's something that I do absentmindedly 
um, when I'm kind of bored, if I'm stressed out, or you know how if you're at a meeting or something and someone's like talking too long and it's like getting awkward, yeah. it makes me feel really awkward. And I notice I do it more. Then. Do you bite them too? I don't bite. Okay. I don't bite. I just pick. Okay. But you know, it can get like just where I'm like, oh, my hands do not look like professional and feminine. Right. So right. anyway, what really helps me is I have is uh, keeping my hands really moisturized so that I yes. don't get dry skin. Yeah, so that you I don't have anything to pick, pick at. at. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like constantly putting lotion on at work. So mm-hmm. I have like a bottle of lotion. I'm like constantly putting that on my hands. I try to have lotion in my purse and like mm-hmm. by my bedside table. Now, do you put lotion on every time you wash your hands? Yes. Okay, me too. And I always, I have to. And I always do it like this. I, I put a dollop of lotion on the back of my hand uh-huh. and I just rub the back of my hands together because I don't like greasiness on my palms. Oh. So I just do that like this. I am demonstrating the rubbing, <laughs> the rubbing of the back of my palms together. It's getting weird. It's, get- <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you're not here, listeners. <laughs> you're all about like the visual cues today. Like, I you're really like, am. My four, four ways. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yes, that is what I do. Okay. Um, oh, and the other thing that helps is when I have my nails painted. Yes. I'm still yeah. wearing the same manicure that I got a, a week ago. Yeah, a week ago. Mm-hmm. It's actually In last, Austin. Mm-hmm. It's actually lasting pretty well. But um, yeah, so. You need to do the, D- the DIY gel manicure that's it's, changing lives I know. across it's on, the nation. It's on my list. I uh-huh. think it's one of those things where I will feel like, oh, no, my cuticles look terrible. So I don't want to go get them done. Mm-hmm. But then it's like a, a cycle. Mm-hmm. If I just go get them done, then I stop doing it and then it's better right so i just need to paint my nails more often or go get them done more often so right so i am vowing to paint my nails more i like it (laughs) i you know i like that goal i know you'll support i am obsessed with painting (laughs) my nails so that's a good idea so speaking of obsessions what else besides nail polish because i can't share that again even though i love it so (laughs) much even though you really want to thank you elsie and emma from a beautiful mess but your nails are looking really good. They're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just, I'm like, yep, they are. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're amazing. Okay. I got to do it. You got to. Okay. So what else are you obsessed with lately? Okay. This is kind of a funny one. Do you know, um, do you know the lorem ipsum text, like filler text? No. Okay. So if you're going to put a document together mm-hmm. and just kind of want to look at the format, mm-hmm. you can, there's this lorem ipsum text and it's just kind of a mashup of latin words it doesn't mean anything Mm -hmm. and you can just um like insert some from word or like copy a bunch from online you can just put it in your document so you can just kind of see how like a document would look okay with with words in it that makes sense yeah so sometimes i'll use that in my job if i just have a document template or format and i just kind of want to see how things Mm -hmm. are falling but i don't want to actually type sentences Mm -hmm. well this week uh, one of my colleagues sent me a mock-up of a website to review, and there was some, what I thought was some lorem ipsum text, but I started reading it closer, and I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, like, I actually know what words are in here, like, I don't know, leggings, pour over, you know, things <laughs> like this, and I'm like, what, what is this? And so I emailed him, and he said, it's hipster ipsum oh that's awesome (laughs) and i was like what and he wrote back it was like yeah there are like tons of different lorem ipsum texts and sent me this website we'll share in the show notes of 56 awesome lorem ipsum texts and so a few of my favorite yes if 
if any of you listeners have a chance to use this, I mean, put it in a work document. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're working on something, it will make your colleagues day. So some of my favorites are Bluth Ipsum. It's all phrases and words from Arrested Development. That's awesome. It doesn't make any sense, but you just recognize things. Right. Uh, Chuck Ipsum, which is all Chuck Chuck Norris, da 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 <laughs> Chuck Norris. <laughs> it's all stuff like that. And then, of course, the hipster Ipsum, which is pretty awesome. It's all like tofu yeah. and, you yeah. know, like fancy coffee. Ray-Bans. And, and, exactly. Yeah, that is exactly. so awesome. So, yeah, that was really making me happy this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is quite fantastic. Yeah, what about you? Okay, so at the risk of speaking of my girls two weeks in a row because we <laughs> talked about the swimsuit season. That's okay. So we've talked about the fact that I have a large bosom <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I am obsessed with a new sports bra <gasps> that oh. actually does the trick. Oh, do tell. So it's like for C cups or higher. Okay. And it's moving comfort Juno sports bra. Okay. And I had actually, I think it's pretty popular on some like fitness bloggers. Okay. Site. Like I had I've actually heard of this. followed a couple of different fitness bloggers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had large girls. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to lose weight, your girls are even larger. Oh and to actually get them smaller again, you right. need something that supports yes. them in the meantime. Yes. So I ordered one of these. It was quite pricey. It was like 50 some dollars. But okay. I am telling you. That's pretty standard though. What I've seen for like the good quality For good ones. ones like not just mm-hmm. Target exactly. champion sports exactly. bras or whatever. Because otherwise, I mean, even when I was thinner... I still like I would wear like two sports bras or like a regular bra with a sports bra underneath and it's just ridiculous and it's uncomfortable to like run or jump or do anything. Yeah, just have all of that. Yeah. And this, I've been doing 30 day shred from Mm -hmm. Jillian Michaels and there's a lot of jumping Okay, and it was getting out of hand. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, all right, I'm going to give this a try. (laughs) Yeah. It was getting real crazy in my living room. So like Baywatch all up in there. No, it was not cute. So... I finally sprung for one and it was like, I think it's like 50 some dollars, like I said, but it's changing my life. Oh my gosh. I'm like locked and loaded, ready Ready to to go, go. (laughs) ready to shred. Yeah. And it just does make you feel more um, like confident and put together because when more things are jiggling than necessary, like you're just just like, you don't feel good. No. So, and it actually like covers everything and keeps everything in. Supports. Yeah. And you... Like the straps are detachable, so you don't have to like wrestle your way into it oh, and trying to pull it over your big boobs. Yeah. Like it's actually detachable, and then it's got the band with like three hooks in the back, uh-huh. so it's easy to put on right. and adjustable that way. Right. And I need to get like five more because I'm in okay. love with them. That's so that's awesome. that's my obsession. That's great to know about because I have definitely had that problem too after having Dashiell. Mm-hmm. Like while I was breastfeeding, mm-hmm. I was definitely two sizes bigger than I used to be. So none of my And the nice part is you could have nursed with it because the because oh, the strap yeah. comes off. That it's like Velcro. That is really nice because so that is an issue with sports bras. Right. Suddenly you have to like wiggle yourself out yeah. of it and they're not And easy. it's tight and you're like, ah. Yeah, and exactly. like pulling a muscle trying to exactly. get it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I have one right now that I like a lot that's from Lululemon. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the the model of it but it's it's working pretty well but I definitely went through others that were just like sometimes they confuse support for tightness yes and that's not a no. good situation then you just have uniboob <laughs> yeah. that's not cute no no and it does it really um when you don't have something that is properly fitting you just feel less fit and less motivated mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's awesome okay and so was it from that specific brand's website or um i think i just got it on zappos actually oh okay okay i think you can get them on amazon zappos 
All right. I know you, I'm pretty sure you have to order them online unless you found like a boutique store or something right. that had them, but. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll have the link. That's a yes, great Yes, we will link, find. we will link right up to that. Mm-hmm. How about you? What are you obsessed with lately? Oh, you, t- my Laura, you told me your obsession. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait. I mixed it up. You did. <laughs> Keeping you on your toes. You did. All right. So let's talk some neighborhood names. Okay. Yes. Let's. <laughs> In my sports bra tonight, uh-huh. I went to the neighbor's house and killed a scorpion. And you are the I mean not just hero. my sports bra. <laughs> it Ooh. was it wasn't that big of a scorpion emergency. <laughs> There's no time for a shirt. <laughs> I got to get down there. So our neighbor that we're also real good friends with, she's uh-huh. just our age and has another uh-huh. a little guy Dash's age. Uh-huh. Um she called me and I was eating dinner at the time and I had my mouth full and I was like, "Oh, I'll call her right back." Right. And then she texted me oh. immediately and was like, are you home? I need help. And I was like, oh my gosh, like is something right. wrong with the baby right. or whatever? Yeah. So I called her back and she's like, um, is Jeremiah home? Can, <laughs> can, okay, you're going to think I'm really lame, but there's a scorpion in oh. our house. And, I, and she has had a scorpion crawl in her bed and sting her. Oh God, at this house? No, it was a different house, oh, I think. Goodness, or else yes. we were going to have to move. I know. <laughs> And so, and I am like deathly afraid of scorpions too. Like I cannot even look directly at them. Ugh. I We didn't talk about that last time on oh. our summer episode, but I kind of, I don't, I like to talk about it uh, as minimally as possible. Yeah. And like knock on some wood at the same yeah. time. I just like to deny, deny, deny. Yes. We have the scorpions and we don't have major problems in no. our neighborhood, I don't think. But even just one but is it's, just memorable. Ugh. And bleh. It's such a violation. They are yes. Satan creatures. <laughs> I can't, they're awful. Like the only saving grace is that they don't fly. Like if they flew, I couldn't live here for real. No. So anyways, she had this scorpion in her hallway Uh and I'm like, I mean, Jeremiah's not home. I can come down there. I have some spray (laughs) that I pull out when Jeremiah's not there. It's fairly toxic. I'm certain, but I can come spray and we can work this out Uh together. She's like, oh my gosh, thank you. I can't even look. I can't even handle it. Oh my gosh. So I get there and her baby is like gated (laughs) gated into the living room and crying because he he doesn't understand why he's contained. Mm -hmm. And the dog is contained in the bedroom Uh right outside where the scorpion Uh is. And I just spray the hell out of it with my tarot (laughs) scorpion killer. Like create this huge toxic <laughs> they, foam like, fumigate the house yeah, and it like still moves around like oh, those God. things are so I that's know. the other thing people They're don't so understand hardy. about the scorpion they don't go easily no and even if you get like <sighs> we all get treated right but basically all it's doing is like keeping their food supply down like they still yeah. it doesn't really kill it, them it, necessarily it weakens them but sometimes yeah. they, they're like not looking healthy but right this still... one didn't look too healthy but then it Ugh. continued on with the toxic oh, foam God. and we were both just like <laughs> the whole time <laughs> and we had a plan ahead of time of like okay you need to get some magazines right, or mailings right. or something to like scoop, scoop it up because i'm not using a paper towel right. so we had oprah magazine like sitting uh-huh. there ready to go and then her husband walked in right after I had sprayed the foam, oh, so he took care gosh. of it. But I was quite proud of myself because that is awesome. I I'm have major issues too. with scorpions. I'm proud yeah. of you too. I came upon the aftermath of yeah. the scene. <laughs> we were driving home, Chris and I, and we had Dash in the car, and I saw you guys chatting out on the front lawn. So we pulled over to say hi. Yeah, and I was like, we just had a scorpion incident. <laughs> like standing there with my you spray. have your spray. You're like, I killed it. I was like, yeah, way to go. <laughs> that is a huge step for me. I think it must be like a selfless act. Like I can do it if somebody else needs right, me. Exactly. Like scorpion superhero exactly. but if someone needs my you. own house it's a I larger know. and situation. that is like one 
I don't know. I can't say that I feel proud of it, but it is one area where I default to the very traditional roles. Oh, I'm totally. Like, oh, Chris, that's on you. Totally. No, when she called, I said, well, Chris might be home next door. Do you want me to call him? And she's right. like, no, no, no. If you have spray, just bring it over. Like we're too prideful, but yeah. And then that's we awesome. even said when you guys pulled up, like, oh, sure. Now all the men show up right, like, exactly. after we took care of it. Exactly. But, yeah, that's I will good. shamelessly resort to that. But I was quite proud. I'm really proud of you too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scorpion Slayer. Awesome. <laughs> um, Let's give an update on the cats. Oh, Can yeah. we talk about the cats? Yes. We had some cat observations. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost of Tailless was, yeah, was lurking in my backyard mm-hmm. a couple of times. So uh, Erica came over to to my house for dinner on Saturday evening mm-hmm. and we um, took our dinner to eat out in the backyard. We'd already spied Ghost of Tailless out there yeah. like one time. He was like waiting around. for us. Mm-hmm. And then while we were eating, I guess we saw a, like that brown tortoise shell cat. Mm-hmm. That one's that one's brazen. Yeah. Like he doesn't care. He does not care. Mm-hmm. Just like trotting along the top mm-hmm. of the block fence. Mm-hmm. Hopped over into Hell's Angels yard. Yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> which like, he maybe doesn't know what he has to deal <laughs> with know. over there. I know. Um, and then later came back along the, along yeah, the top of the fence. The same route. Okay, this this is my theory after observing this. You know, now that we don't have a dog anymore, mm-hmm. I think the cats are using not just my yard for pooping, but my fence as a highway. I think your house is like fair <laughs> it's game like to them. conduit. Yeah. Gosh. Ugh. I'm sorry. I know. My dogs, I think, fairly cute. I have seen one drinking out of my pool once. Oh, really? It was Ghost of Talus. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Brazenly drinking out of my pool, but mm-hmm. then the dog scared him off. Mm hmm. But yeah, I think they've decided your your house is the place to go. Dang it. (laughs) It's so unfortunate. So anyway, yeah, there were some neighborhood neighborhood cat sightings. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, let's see. I have not had the awkward conversations that I need to have with our neighbors yet. No, not yet. Uh, Working up to it. I've got to. But by the time this airs, we will have had our trees trimmed. So I got to do it this week. Okay, keep me posted. Okay. Uh, but I have assigned Chris to talk to our neighbor next door about the fence, the crack okay. in the fence. Mm-hmm. And we saw him checking his mail today. I was like, Chris, now's your time. You know what? Like, I thought that because I was walking to my own yeah. mailbox after the Scorpion you were incident. Seeing him too. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to stop. Yeah. Him. Oh, I was telling Chris and Chris was like, no, I'm not prepared. I'm not ready. I was like, he like shut his it. garage door all quick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not prepared. And he, and like, it's so funny. I feel like, um, We've kind of been seeing them more often. Actually, the guy next door, I believe there's a live-in girlfriend situation. A a lady friend. There's a lady friend Mm -hmm. situation. And I feel like she is having a very positive impact on his life. Oh. Like, Yeah, the bushes are gone, right? (laughs) Yeah, the bushes. Uh Maybe she had something to do with that. I never Mm -hmm. thought about that Maybe she was like, hon, that's not actually okay. Yeah. Just keep trimming dead bushes. Yeah. Um, But then also, like, like I said, we would like you know, see him to check his mail or put out his trash like here and there. Mm-hmm. But now I see them going out for walks in the neighborhood. Oh. They like have on their fitness clothes oh. and they're like going out for a walk and She's they wave. She's a good influence. Yeah, she really is. So we've, they've kind of been like out and waving to us more, but then it makes me feel even more awkward. Like, oh, we got to share some bad news with you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, friend. <laughs> oh, no. So yeah. Anyway, so haven't had those. Okay. Uh last couple things there is an ownerless trash can (laughs) it's rogue in a rogue trash can (laughs) in front of our houses across the street yeah on the corner yeah so this is 
this is what happened last week after the trash got picked up. It was a really windy day, I think. And Chris went out to bring our trash can in and there were two trash cans mm-hmm. in our driveway, like on their side. Mm-hmm. So it kind of looked like they'd both been blown into our driveway or something. Mm-hmm. So he put our trash can away, but then he left the rogue trash can out on the curb because it was not yeah. ours. So yeah. like someone else, like, Hey, here's your trash can. Well, it stayed out there between our houses for a couple days. I'm sure everyone <laughs> everyone thought it was one of ours. Right. So then on, you know, Thursday or something, I moved it across the street <laughs> to be like, no, no, this is not one of ours. Is it yours? <laughs> okay. Like, just put a big question mark on it. <laughs> I know. So I put it in front of the house right across the street. Well, then like a couple of days later, it had been moved to the no man's land corner. Right. Right. <laughs> where it has stayed. Like, I feel like someone should run it over because it's right at yeah, the stop sign. I can't in the believe no one has yeah. hit it. <laughs> so anyway, surely someone it's trash night tonight. So surely yes. someone will notice that they're missing their trash. Can you would think and claim it. You would think. But yeah, I was thinking about Watch it be me. Because like Mr. Lad's out of town, so like I haven't done anything with the trash. trash. I hope Is not. I hope not. I'll give you an update though. We'll have to like. Oh my god, you have to text me when it you in. get home. Yeah, I don't think it's mine, but now I'm feeling really itchy about it. Because <laughs> I only do trash at like the last minute when he's gone. Because I, you know, frantically remember because he does it all the time. Oh, I hope it's your trash can. So that would bad. be that would be really awesome. Okay, but can you like my next step was going to be potentially yeah like printing out a piece of paper just with like a <laughs> is this yours. <laughs> Like how they put the missing dogs on the mailboxes. Yeah, exactly. Because I was thinking, okay, I could call the town and have it picked up, but but it's someone like someone is missing right, it. So right. I want to give everyone a chance. That's so, awesome. All right, I'm gonna give you one more chance, Erica. Okay, to I'm gonna go luck when I get home because I really am feeling nervous about it now, but I don't think it's the case. It's probably not. Because it's been out there a full week. Yeah. So Mr. Lab would have noticed that. And actually I feel like at some point when Chris first put the extra one that it was um like yours and the rogue one were next to each other like there were two okay and then i think you guys took yours in so so probably not but that would be awesome you know what's funny about that is yours was like closer to ours well i thought it was yours and i'm like why are they putting it on this side now (laughs) because you always do like the other side of the driveway that was the rogue one oh rogue (laughs) trash can okay the very last thing there is this advertising phenomena in our neighborhood i had never experienced this before (laughs) so i'm not sure if this is an arizona or just like a suburbs thing Uh uh-huh so we will get i mean we get like flyers on our door all the time but we will get it's a little ziploc baggie with two rocks in it and a little piece of paper that's like advertising a company thrown onto our driveway right it's so dumb like who who just throws rocks and trash onto yeah. a driveway and thinks that that is an effective means of right. advertising. I mean, any company that advertises to me that way, I'm definitely never going to call you. Right. You are not I'm, environmentally friendly. Yeah. A. And now I have these rocks that I have to deal with. Right. Like, they don't match my gravel. <laughs> right. What am I going to do with these? <laughs> you I can't just put them in my gravel. And it just seems so wasteful. Yeah. I don't like it. You know? So I don't anyway, like it. don't like it. No. I agree. <laughs> I have something. I have a surprise for you. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> oh, potentially. Okay. So, I really want to institute something in our neighborhood. You oh. always have good neighborhood oh, goals. So, I have come up with okay. one for myself. I love it. And I've decided that, 
Okay, so I always have wanted more like random pool nights or like random yeah. swims. And I'm like, well, I'm the one with the pool. <laughs> right. I might need to invite people over. Like you're not just going to knock on my door and be like, can I use your pool? Right, right. So I just really want to start doing like random after dinner swims. Like oh, I before the kids this. go to bed, just like, hey, we'll be back there. Like leave the back gate open. Like we'll be I back there. nodding my head. Come on. <laughs> I support this. So it is a major goal of mine because I think that will help with our summer survival. Yeah, and something to look it doesn't always to. have to be a big pool party. Like, no, hey, um, we have some beer in the fridge or not, or just bring yeah. over whatever you want or totally. ice water and come dip in the pool for yeah. a minute. I think a situation like that, it's definitely like I would bring my own towel. I would bring a drink if I wanted to enjoy yeah, something. Yeah, because you're right down the st- right there. Yeah, you're right next exactly. Door. Just like. Mm-hmm. Come over, hop in the pool. You don't need to provide anything. Mm-hmm. And I think we're at, yeah, like I provide the pool, right? Mm-hmm. Just exactly. That's come what on you over. provide. And like everybody have dinner first and then just exactly. come for like 45 minutes to mm-hmm. an hour before the kids go to bed or Love it. whatever. Love and it your so little guy much. and Melissa's little guy is at swimming age now. Mm-hmm. Like they can enjoy the pool more. Yeah. They're not tiny babies. Yeah. So I'm just going to start doing that, putting out a text like, hey, Love night it. swim, neighbor night swim. Come doing on over. Mm-hmm. I Love it. Absolutely. I'm in full it's support. It's happening full support okay (laughs) it's up to me i've realized (laughs) so i think that's all the time we have today yep so thank you so much for listening to the girl next door podcast you can find all of our episodes on itunes or on our blog girlnextdoorpodcast.com we are on twitter and would love to hear from you especially if you're reading wild or delancey with comments or questions our our twitter is at hi girls next door and our email is highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. Thanks so much for... Oh, damn it. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be neighborly. That's not it. (laughs) No, it's not. Okay, wait.